0: Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one to one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for those leading in the Church of God. I'm Andrew Cook and it's great to be with you once more. Christian Basics, the series continues. Here on Serving Today in the Christian Basics series, we come to look at the Lord's Supper. This is recorded by Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and the Lord has given us further teaching in 1 Corinthians 11. Derek French spoke with Dr John Hall for us and began by asking what happens at the Lord's Supper and why Christian believers should regularly celebrate this. Well, the Lord's Supper is a symbolic repeating of that First Supper
1: in the Upper Room, which happened on the night that Jesus was betrayed, the day before he died. And we're going to read an account of that and then I'll explain what this account means. Turn with us now to... Matthew
2: 26, verses 26 to 30. Derek will read it to us. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives.
1: Thank you, Derek. On the night he was betrayed, the day before the Lord Jesus died, Jesus gathered with his disciples in the upper room. They were eating the Passover meal. And while they were eating that meal, as part of this Passover meal, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke the bread, giving some to all the disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. After that, he took the cup containing wine. He gave thanks and he offered it to them all. All of them took it, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, or the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This passage contains rich Old Testament imagery You need to understand the background here. Some of the background is this. Israel was released from Egypt and just before that, on the night they were released, they ate together a Passover meal. A lamb was sacrificed and blood was painted on the door and everybody inside that room was going to be kept safe when God sent the angel of death to kill all the firstborn in Egypt. So everybody covered with the blood of the lamb was passed over hence the Passover. And then each year after that, Jews were meant to celebrate and remember this great event when they were redeemed or released from Egypt, when they were saved from death by the blood of the Lamb. So for Christians, the Lord's Supper was to become the time they remembered their release from sin, their redemption, their deliverance from death by the blood of the Lamb the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world by Christ's death on the cross. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11.26, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
2: John, can I go back really to a phrase in those verses I read from Matthew 26? Mm. What did Jesus mean when he spoke of that the blood, the wine in the cup, this is the blood of the new covenant? What did that
1: mean? Yes, again, this has Old Testament imagery in it. God made an agreement or a covenant with Abraham. And this agreement or covenant was sealed by a sacrifice. You can read that in Genesis 15. When this covenant was renewed in a slightly different form and filled out by Moses, again there was sacrifice and sprinkling of blood to seal the agreement. You can read about that in Exodus 24. So now there's a new covenant, a new way of fulfilling what that other covenant pointed to, that in Abraham's seed all nations would be blessed. Abraham's covenant pointed to Christ and this new covenant now draws all that together in Christ. And so in this new covenant, there's a sacrifice, Christ's death on the cross, and the blood is there to seal it. It's symbolised in the wine. The people take it to show that they have indeed believed and that they, by Christ's blood, by his death on the cross, have experienced release, forgiveness of sins. And so now each local church Each gathering of Christians remembers that death, the way they've been saved from their sins, when they celebrate the Lord's Supper. We find a full account of this in 1 Corinthians 11. As Paul says, they come together as a church in verse 18. And Derek's now going to read for us verses 23
2: to 26. And Paul wrote, For I receive from the Lord what I also passed on to you,
1: The Christian community remembers Christ's death, proclaims it, shows it forth, so that they can once more benefit from it. And the Christian, when they eat and drink the bread and the wine, show they are part of what Christ has done and are showing that through faith in
2: Christ that they are forgiven and saved. John, when we looked at baptism, we saw that it symbolised a number of things. Is this the same with the Lord's Supper?
1: Yes, it does. It symbolises one chief thing, the Lord's death. For whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
2: If we're actually only proclaiming the Lord's death, does that mean that the bread and the wine don't change into the literal body and blood of Christ? They
1: don't. They remain bread and they remain wine. And the reasons are these. You note that in that account in Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus said, this is my body, and this is my blood, Jesus was sat there when he handed it. He was sat there fully as a man when he gave the bread and the wine as his body and blood to his disciples. And it would have been obvious at that time to the disciples that he meant it to symbolise that it was his body and blood. They didn't take a bite of his flesh, they took bread. And also, Jesus now is risen and ascended in heaven. He has a risen and ascended human body which is in heaven and is not brought back to earth each time Christians celebrate the Lord's Supper. And therefore the bread remains bread and the wine remains wine, symbolizing his body and symbolizing his
2: blood. Yes, and I suppose I'm thinking of those verses in Hebrews which speak of Christ dying once for all. It's over and done with. Yes, it's not
1: a repeat sacrifice. No. We're
2: remembering, as Paul says here in 1 yes. Corinthians 11.
1: Because he's sat down now at the right hand of God. The triumph, there's no need to do the work again in the Old Testament. The high priests are to offer the sacrifices over and over again because the sacrifices never did take away sin. But now Jesus has come and has offered the one sacrifice, once and for all time for sin, and he's entered heaven on our behalf, not a symbol, but the reality, and he's sat down to show that the work is complete, and that because he lives forever, he's that saviour who is able to save to the uttermost all those that come to God through him. So there's no need for a re-offering of that sacrifice, but just a remembering of it, and a being sure that we have got
2: faith in Christ, so that we're saved mm. and he's both a wonderful and, and the genuine savior isn't he
1: he is indeed and if readers want to read about that in hebrews they should read hebrews 7 and hebrews 9 or the whole book preferably because it's it, the theme of hebrews is that christ is the absolutely the best and the all-sufficient savior
2: John, you've taught us that the Lord's Supper symbolises his death. But is it only a matter of of remembrance of the historical facts, or is there more to it than that? I think there's more to it than that, Derek. It's
1: very important for Christians to participate in it, because I think there's an element of a seal or pledge. You remember that idea of uh, sacrament. Let me explain what I mean. Believers who share in it have that assurance that they are loved by Christ, They are reminded of the evidence of that great love as they remember Christ's death on the cross and as they remember the love of Christ shown for them in such a wonderful way. There's a spiritual work in the heart of the believer. They experience afresh the love and in return they are saying in taking the bread and the wine yes we love you, we're part of you. There's a communion, a sharing in all the benefits of Christ's death. Now we see this in 1 Corinthians ten
2: fourteen to seventeen, therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people, judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ, and is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. There it speaks of the cup of thanksgiving and
1: that gives us the term sometimes used for the Lord's Supper of Eucharist which means thanksgiving, it's Greek for thanksgiving. And he says this cup of thanksgiving is a participation, a communion, a sharing in the blood of Christ. It shows you see that we trust Christ and as we drink it that in our hearts we are resting on that sacrificial death for the forgiveness of our sins. Not a a sacrificial death which has just taken place in the celebration of the Lord's Supper. But we're remembering that once-for-all sacrifice for sin on the cross. Christ died once, and he's risen once, he's ascended once, and is now in glory. And so we're looking back to that event and resting upon it and participating in it, participating its benefit. And then it says, we feed, as we feed on the bread... We're sharing in our spiritual lives Christ's strength. We're feeding on him. We're resting upon his teaching, his life and all that he has done, his work for us to sustain us and to bring us to God.
0: When we consider just how much of the New Testament is given over to instruction about the Lord's Supper, it becomes clear that this is to be considered something very important in the lives of the people of God. And what a blessing the Lord's Supper is because it's a regular reminder, in a simple yet solemn way, of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for each believer through his death on the cross. Perhaps the most obvious benefit is that it causes the believer's heart to be filled with awe and wonder and praise of God for doing such a thing for us. It deepens our love for Christ and is a tremendous stimulus to serve him and live as he wants. What a precious thing it is to partake with other believers in remembering our Lord in this way. Well, thank you for being with us here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk Or find us on Twitter at ServingTodayGBM. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.